Hey, this is Brad Biley, and you just found Insights, the most listened to podcast by recruiters and staffing owners who want to learn what's working in recruitment and digital marketing. If you're new to the show, here's what you can expect to hear. Every other week, Matt Lozar, Haley Marketing's Director of Recruitment Marketing, and I, our Director of Digital Marketing, break down what's working for staffing and recruiting firms across North America. But Insights is not a marketing show. It's a show built to help you get more job orders and more applications. And whether you stumbled upon the show or you're here on purpose, we're glad you're here. Let's get to it. What's up? This is Brad Biley, and welcome back to another episode of Insights, the podcast built to help you with your recruitment and digital marketing. As always, I'm joined by Haley Marketing's Director of Recruitment Marketing. He's Matt Lozar. Matt, how are you feeling this week, buddy? We're doing well, Brad. How are you doing? I'm good, Matt. We uh we got some rain, buddy. We got some rain, and I know this might as well just be a, a weather show. But the amount of times that we say, "Listen, don't start the show and talk about the weather. Don't start the show and talk about golf." It's all we got, and it is raining in Buffalo, New York. How's it feel? Uh, it's great. You know, I went outside like Andy Dufresne from uh, Shawshank Redemption last <laughs> night and did the old, yeah, spread, you know, arms wide open, yeah. arms wide open. Ooh, nice creed reference too for the folks who don't know, I mean, literally in Buffalo, it rained one day in 30 days. And I know this because it was a Saturday and it was my daughter's picture day and they took pictures under tents and it poured that day. Of course. But one day in 30 days, um, you know, but hey, that's all right. It was nice and sunny. It's always weird when it rains after like an extended break. I'm like, oh, it's not like sunny every day. Right. But, you know, we're here. Yeah. Our grass will be greener. Brad will be happier. He can text me photos of his green grass and not his brown grass. And that's weather and, and lawn care, according to Matt and Brad. That's why you're here. That's it. That's exactly why you're here, right? It's not to hear us talk about staffing and recruiting. It's not to hear us talk about digital marketing or recruitment marketing. It's your lawn care and golf podcast as well from your fr- uh, friendly fr- friends at Haley Marketing. We got a special show for you guys this afternoon. We have Courtney Harmon, staffing and recruiting industry principal and podcast host from Crelate on today's show. Courtney. Welcome to Insights. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited to be on here with you too. What a good time. I would appreciate all the lawn care advice. I mean, ours is a little crispy too. So I'm, I'm all here for it. And we got rain here in Ohio too. So I'm super excited. Good for you. We talk about our grass way too much. Um, I don't know if it's just me and Matt don't have anything else to talk about. I'm sure we do. But Matt texted me over the weekend about it. I think I texted him this morning about it. it it's just what we do. I love it. Courtney, for... for People who are listening now who might not know who you are, walk us through sort of your background and your bio. Like you said, I'm the currently, I'm the staffing and recruiting industry principal here at Crelate and podcast host for the full desk experience. I'll get more into that in a minute. Um, but my staffing and recruiting days started while I was in college. During the summer, I was working at a staffing office. Um, you may know Aaron Grossman. He, I knew him back in the day from Talent Launch. I worked at his office while I was in college. So my background was actually education. Cue me. I love helping people. So, and I didn't think I would always stay in the industry. You know, I worked there in the summer, helped do, uh, you know, intake of people. Didn't think I was going to stay here, but just like everyone else in the industry, it sucks you in. Um, actually left for a little bit. I became uh, the youngest athletic director and a teacher in a small town here in Ohio for about four to five years. Again, education is my past passion. Um, the school levy was actually under review, had me looking for a job. Ironically, put me right back in uh, to teaching people how to use an ATS and a staffing and recruiting firm. 
ironically, that I used in college. So went back into an office. I started helping train, develop, and streamline their software. However, knowing what I knew in the industry, and I mean, hello, I was a college or college athlete, so I'm a little competitive. I hate, I don't want to say too much, but I saw a way to develop my own career and really get ingrained in the industry. So I actually went into running my own desk and was in the IT space for seven years. So from that, um, I loved it. Again, love talking to people. My two backgrounds then merged. So I then went into education of recruiting and staffing. I moved and helped train and develop uh, MRI offices at the MRI network. Really started with our technology space, getting people up to par within the technology space, but really found love in helping optimize within the industry. So I like became leader of all new franchises for offices coming into the network, worked with C-suites, executives, owners, as a business consultant to help those business insights, operations, training, and did coaching with hundreds of account executives across the nation, where we really talked through weaknesses and strengths with coaching and delivered training programs to help excel their development. From there, um, I took it a step further, went to Talent Launch and became their director of learning and development. Obviously, they're a network of 10 companies. I created training for them. Walking into that, they, they had no training. So really, my team helped develop and train people coming into the network. And over all of those pieces and all of those experiences and years of training really helped train, extensive coaching, revamping processes, build engagement. Not only did the organizations I work with really see, they saw increase in gross margin. Um, I think it was like 142% within the first six months of production, but helped eliminate turnover and increase re retention. And it was, it's just fun. I, and which has led me here to Curly. I just help organizations in a different way. Um, we're an ATS. I'm sure we'll talk about that in a minute, but I really run our thought leadership and really just host the full desk experience where we talk about growth blockers across your people, processes, technologies, and to help organizations change their business. So I love my job. I get to talk all things about our industry, just like you and help organizations scale. I mean, what's not more fun than talking about metrics and helping people develop one of our recent podcasts was Get Off the KPI Hamster Wheel, where we got to talk about your metrics that are keeping your recruiting and staffing firms from growing. So I love, I love talking about that, helping to functionality, the helping the functionality of reporting and just doing more with leaders in our industry. You're talking to two people who love data. Matt obsesses over numbers. Um, so you are in the right show for sure. You are staffing through and through. I mean, thinking through your whole background, it seems like everybody I meet in our, our industry falls into staffing, right? Nobody leaves college thinking, I'm going to be a recruiter. I'm going to be in staffing, or this is what I'm going to do. I promise you, everybody that I've met, let's, let's say 99%, because I'm sure there's one person who said, listen, this is actually what I want to do. It just kind of happens, right? And, and it's super interesting how you've sort of married what you love from the education space into what you love about staffing and, and sort of created this own path for yourself. It's been ironic. And, you know, just like that other 99%, people don't leave this space. They really like helping people. And we fall, we fall in love with the passion that we have. And I, my, my backgrounds merge perfectly. I couldn't have thought of this 20 years ago that this was where I'd be, but I have never been more happy in my life. I think that's true for probably Matt and I too. I mean, Matt, I don't know that you saw yourself being a director of recruitment marketing 10 years ago. I didn't think leaving college that I'd be, um, 
you know, seeing a career path in social media and digital marketing. I mean, that didn't even really exist when I started college, let alone when I came out. It was kind of new, exciting, but it wasn't really a career path, right? So it's interesting how, and, and I think this speaks to just understanding what you're passionate about and sort of carving your own path in making that path, right? And, and I think that's really, really exciting. Walk us through what you do for the full desk experience. So as the host of the show, pretend I don't know anything about it. What's the show about? And what would I expect if I were to tune in to the next episode? I love that. So the full desk experience really has grown and really evolved into much more than we initially started back in September. So again, you talked to me a year ago, I would have said, I'm going to be running a a podcast. No, wait, that's not a thing. Um, And I know this is a thing for people like you. And this is that's amazing. But we initially started this as like a live event series, thinking about running a workshop style live event where people could come get free consulting. Um, Our our software is for as an ATS and CRM. But I don't talk about our software, ironically. I talk about the challenges that we have in our industry. So I talk nothing about our software. Um, So our live event workshop is where we talk strategy to tactics, really focus on growth blockers, again, across people, processes, and technologies. And I'll give your audience a link in case they want to join. But you have a chance for live Q&A. We have a topic. We talk probably for about 40 minutes. And then you can ask anything. Um, live Q&A, whether it's with to myself, um, we have guests on our shows as well. Um, you can ask them questions. And really, you're with a group of like-minded individuals where you're going to hear what they're doing that most successful firms are getting right and be able to walk away. My goal is actionable insights. That's my education background. Um, to really help gain success in their business. So that's where my passion lies. These live events happen usually the third Tuesday of every month, give or take. They may change from from one month to another, but mostly the third Tuesday. And that session is then turned into a podcast. Drop the following Thursday. So you can listen on any live or any podcast platform that you want. Now, in tuning into these episodes, you're also going to see two other types of podcasts that we offer. We do something called an industry spotlight. It's more an interview style, kind of like this, where we talk to the top leaders and influencers who are shaping the talent industry, get their insights, you know, challenges that they faced. And then we also do something else. Again, the industry spotlights once a month. And then we recently in May dropped something called FDE Express. So FDE is full desk experience. And it's a mini series where we explore maybe specific topics around those growth blockers, but they're concise, sweet and short and sweet. Wow, I can't talk today. Um, So each episode, we give you those actionable insights where you can implement right away in like 10 minutes or less. Some people are like, give me the idea. I want to run with it. So we wanted to be able to talk to that audience as well. So we drop every week at minimum, um, sometimes twice a week. And we, uh, it's, it's truly been amazing. Friends, I think a, a lesson there is you don't necessarily know how your target audience is going to want to consume content. Matt and I have said that on this show dozens of times that content is very much like the evening news. Some people might check Twitter. Some people might listen to it on the on their way to work. Some people might watch the news. Some people might still read the newspaper. I haven't actually seen a newspaper outside of the grocery store in, in probably five years, but you don't know how people are going to consume your content, your, your job seekers, your prospects, your clients, your candidates, whoever it might be. You need to be available to them how they want to be reached. So Courtney, I love that you're, you're sort of taking this whole methodology of, well, some people want live Q&A, some people want bite-sized forms, some people want this sort of experience and in interviews. 
love that approach to it. It's available at any on any podcast platform, so it's it's easy to consume. Uh, I'm I don't I don't even watch TV shows anymore, Brad. Like I, I, I it's everything short and concise, and I'm a busy mom, so I love it on the go. And I can I I listen to people like you um, during my commute as well. You know what? I've gotten back into podcasts lately. I hadn't listened to podcasts. I think when we moved to be a remote team and COVID happened, and and I didn't have my commute anymore. I didn't have the office where you know, Aaron, my old deskmate was on a call and I needed to tune him out while I was working. So I put on a podcast. I lost that. And I think just recently I've actually gotten into a really cool wave of, of really video casts, I guess they would be. I have YouTube running all day. Um, and whether it's because, you know, my son wants to watch Miss Rachel or because I want to watch a, a podcast. That's just what I've done lately. Are, are you two finding the same? Are you into podcasts lately? How is that sort of changing? Oh, I never stopped podcast all the time. Um, honestly, my, my thing is in the morning, I'll refresh the feed, download what I want to listen to. I am getting into more, Brad. I think the YouTube, it also just changes up the pace. So I'm not just plugging the headbuds in off the phone every day. And it's, it's a little different. It probably builds a better connection. So I, I mean, th- it's nice. And I, and once in my, my podcast hack tip is once you start listening on 1.25x and 1.5x, it's impossible to listen to anything on 1x. So that's that's my that's my productivity tip of the day. You know what? You sent me something the other day. You sent me a link the other day. You texted me something and it, somehow the way you sent it was sped up. I couldn't keep up, man. I could not keep up and it had to be because of how you grabbed the link, right? It was I, I think it was some sports related. It wasn't Haley marketing related, but you sent me something you're like check this out. And I I was like he's a, what is he doing? This is too fast. <laughs> Courtney, how about you? When you when you look at content, and I know you're you're a podcast, you're a content creator, right? At, at your core, whether it's from an L and D course, or it's a podcast, or it's the videos you're working on, or, or I guess the you know the, the interview series, or whatever it might be. What do you do though? How do you consume content? Mine's audio only, mainly. I don't have a commute anymore. I take my kids, drop them off at school, come back. That's seven minutes one way. Um, so there's not a lot. So that's why the FDE Express speaks to me because I'm like, hey, I want something short and quick. Um, but most of the time, like I have an infrared sauna. Guess what? It has Bluetooth capability. So I have like my own notepad in the sauna and I I can like jot stuff down as I like think through it. But I, I'm a audio only, um, nothing against. I, I will watch videos sometimes, but mine is mainly audio as I process just to try to hear what's a pulse on the industry beyond what I'm hearing on my own. Let's talk about the industry. So you've been in staffing and recruiting for a while now. What are you seeing today that's a little bit different than when you first got into the industry? You know, it's it's something that I've actually spoke on um, back in November. You know, we in our industry have really shifted away from the concept of sales, right? It's going back to that muscle that we haven't had to flex because over the last few years, for whatever reason, job orders were coming in, we had talent oozing out of our ears, whatever it was. But it's going back to build up those foundational processes. We need to dust off the cobwebs from the things that we haven't used. Um, And you know what? It's really easy to take an incoming order whenever they're beating down our door. But it's really hard to actively sell, go to find it. And honestly, the buying process is getting a little harder. You know, we have different decision makers that we're having to sell to, whether it's the CFO involved in the process that wasn't before. Um, You're not just selling to those specific department heads or just HR. Maybe it's a combination of everyone. But 
I know you're going to know this and agree to this, but it's almost having shifting your team's heads to like a marketing aspect, really, to thinking of how you should be speaking to the audience and the lens of focus that they have. So, you know, those companies that maybe haven't had to flex that muscle um, over the last few years, they're maybe more seeing more of a slowdown than the ones who've maybe kept working diligently of, uh, you know, doing the sales calls and, and upping their skill sets, because let's face it, we're in a, a era of reskilling. So maybe working on something specifically in the downturn, but it's not surprising. Um, you know, we've gotten into a virtual world and we need to go back to the things that we did pre COVID. Um, so are you one of those offices that changed to virtual coffee or virtual QBRs or a virtual lunch? So those in-person things really matter. Speaking to the audiences that matter, because when it gets down to, you know, we have to cut a vendor or we have to really focus on who we're working with, because let's face it, belts are tightening right now in, in the concept of what we're seeing or the overcorrection we're seeing or the recession, however you want to label it. Um, you need to stay top of mind. So I like to say that there, there's no instant option when it comes to job orders. You know, I don't know. I, I think of food, you know, whenever you think of pudding, there's an instant pudding or there's a cook and serve pudding. There's no instant job order. So you have to make sure you're putting that focus on, um, the sales that you haven't had to do over the last few years. Like an apple a day keeps poverty away, but a call block of sales that, or I'm sorry, an apple a day keeps the doctor away. But a call block a day for sales keeps poverty away. It helps you run that balance desk. What a quote. I'm about to steal that one. That was a good one. <laughs> put it, that's good analogies. I, it, you're saying, Courtney, you know, you're preaching. I think a lot of our, we try to say to our audience, it's, it's content marketing. It's developing that trust relationship because businesses can't just be order takers anymore. Like the job orders just aren't coming. It feels like I loved also the way that you said, is it a recession or is it a correction? Because that's what it feels like, especially a lot of the IT layoffs happened. It was, they just hired because they had a surge in 2021, 2020, 2021. Now they don't have the surge. And unfortunately it's, it's a correction. Like we just saw it at ZipRecruiter the other day with 20% job cuts at the end of May. You know, you can name a ton of companies. So getting back to, you know, the content marketing side, like had to develop that relationship. And like you said, you don't speak about the ATS. You speak about, you know, the challenges and become the thought leader and the expert. And it, it's really cool to hear another company doing that to become that thought leader. Cause that's how it's playing the long game, which is hard, but it works. It does. And, and speaking to the things like we've all been here during the recession, you know, whether it's 2009 or whatever, but it, it ebbs and flows. Our business has always ebbed and flowed, whether it's direct hire, slowing down, staffing, speeding up, or the idea of anything else in our industry, using sales, going back to skill marketing or MPC or however you want to call it, but it's just using different tools in your toolbox that you've had to use just not as recently, but getting them out, making sure your foundational processes are built, making sure the technology fits into it, that you have the reporting you need as a leader to see the big picture. Um, but yeah, just making sure they all speak to each other and and just guide your teams back to the foundational processes. Go back to that block level one or two. I think that's huge. I think having a consistent process from team member to team member to team member is critical. And, and it might sound obvious, but the more I talk to individuals throughout the industry and the more, Matt, even I look at some things outside of the industry and Courtney outside of the industry, there's a consistent process that is lacking. And Courtney, you're exactly right. When uh, orders are just coming in, selling is super easy. 
And I feel like, and we, we, we've talked about this on Insights before, and Matt, I think we even had David Cerns, our CEO, on to talk about this in the past, that the industry in a way has kind of forgotten how to sell. It was so easy that we got, okay, it's strictly recruiting. We only need to focus on this, that so many individuals forgot, listen, it's, a, it's work. It is, it is tough to close a good deal. And if you're good at it, it becomes a little easier, sure. But there needs to be a process. And yes, that's where marketing comes in. That's where you know Matt and I talk on the show quite a bit of how to make those cold calls warm leads. But Courtney, I think you know with your background, it's it all comes down to process education, making sure everybody is trained the exact same, and making sure they're all using the same tools. You talked about going offline, right? And getting away from virtual Zoom calls. Matt has heard me say on this show a thousand times that we need to get back to just good old school sell sheets because the, 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 the number of people that I've talked to in the last probably month or so, because it's sort of like the wave that I'm on, who don't have a good one that talks about their value and what they actually bring to the table is astonishing. Um, so yeah, I think there's a, a good pairing of both that needs to be done. And I think, I think one step further, I think sometimes in our industry and where we're going and where the economy and the world is going is we're oftentimes distracted by tools and AI. Yep, there's a shiny object. There's always going to be a shiny object. But if it doesn't fit into your processes and give you the in, the insights that you need, or it's not driving consistency and a cadence that works best for your audiences, yeah, use the automation tool as long as it goes with what you're speaking to and everyone's speaking the same language and you're, you have a thought out messaging system. You definitely, it needs to not be a distraction. It just needs to be a cape or the superhero. Matt and I were just talking about this. Matt, this might have been last week or the week before. I had said something that marketing tech and the AI tech is getting exhausting. That there's just so many different things that do the same thing that it's so easy to buy into a $9.99 subscription. But at the end of the day, you're, oh, this is why we talked. We talked about it on the show because I had talked about how I cut cable, but now I have YouTube TV, I have Hulu, I have Netflix, I have all of these services that are more than if I just kept cable. And we got on that wave, Matt, of, well, that's kind of like marketing tech or recruitment marketing, where it's easy to buy all of these things. But if you don't have a plan for them, you don't have a strategy for them, it's just excess, right? You need the bundle. We got right from the bundle. You need to bundle again, Brad. That, that's It's just so amazing how cyclical it is, but it can be exhausting, overwhelming. Like, and you're, you're following it a lot. Like it seems like there's a new product every day. And if the three of us are, are looking at it all the time and it's exhausting to us, th- then it's going to be exhausting to people who don't look at it every day, or they're just going to ignore it and see what comes out in the end to be able to figure out, okay, what's good, what's bad and make decisions down then. But when you're running a business and it's a challenge right now, that's, that's a scary place to be. So Courtney, you've had the opportunity to run quite a few shows now with the full desk experience. Walk us through sort of your one or two biggest takeaways from the show. Um, and that might be from one of your own trainings that you've done. Maybe it's an interview. I want to know, and our listeners want to know, what is the, what are those one or two big takeaways that you've learned from the show? It's probably not going to be anything new or or shattering. It's going to be very high level. Um, But this is something I've always thought in conversations as I was coaching over the years, but the podcast has just amplified my thought process. And my thought is there is a hunger for development and establishing a community of people in a people business. 
right? It comes to no surprise. There are many of us in the talent industry that just maybe need a sounding board, a validation of thought, a community of like-minded individuals, maybe outside of our organization, not internally, to bounce ideas off of, to ensure our vision is clear. So the thought that the podcast has just amplified, I see it even more. So whether you're a leader of an organization that's large and maybe feeling the pains of growth, you're an entrepreneur and starting up maybe your own organization or firm and you're trying to scale, or you're an operations leader trying to gain their footing and maybe initiating change, or honestly, you could be an individual contributor trying to have success. But I think it comes down to we are developing good conversations, running effective workshops, and truly changing businesses. And we've had quite the feedback to tell us that what we're doing is helping those organizations make a difference. And it's really, truly rewarding. So lesson learned or lesson validated for me is that there are more of us out there in the staffing and recruiting industry than you think that are looking for growth discussions and maybe what's preventing us from getting there, just the sounding board and the conversation. So I think that's what the podcast has shown me. It's more than I ever thought it was. I love that thought. And I think it's always astonishing when Matt or I go out to a conference or we, we have a new prospect on a call or, or our team shares with us of someone's like, Hey, you know, I, I listened to the podcast or I heard you on the podcast or I was at um, CSP California staffing professionals about a month ago. And somebody across the way said something like, hey, I recognize that voice. And I was so taken aback by it. But I think you're exactly right. There is a need for development and there's a passion for development. And I think what's even more scary about that is if you're not developing your leaders, you're not developing your team, there is a passion for that development. They're going to find that somewhere else. And that's why we see turnover. That's why we see people leaving. Um, because there is a passion for development. I think that's spot on accurate. Yeah. And I think honestly, we're going to see that more as the job market changes in the future um, and the focus on upskilling and reskilling. And there is really easy resources for you to help your teams to do that without necessarily paying for the certification or sending them to another conference. There are so many free options um, that it is truly amazing to me and, and help them get a mentorship I've got to be a part of the ASA Women in Leadership this year um, and get to, to be involved in that. And it's just truly inspiring. I wish I had certain resources like that when I was growing up initially in the staffing world, but it's just so nice to be able to see that and to see those relationships develop and flourish as our industry continues to evolve. Matt, you're also on an ASA committee, right? I am on the Social Responsibility Committee, was chair in 2022. Um, back on it again in 2023. I think it's been four or five years, and that's the committee where they you have we have a couple of projects throughout the year. Um, it's always ASA Cares Live at Staffing World, where you have some kind of project um, to help you know put together some care packages, or um, you do stuff with JAGS, America's Graduates, which is really awesome. I did that last year um, virtually, which they came up their high school um, students you know going out to the job world, but they asked some really awesome questions. And that was really enriching. And then also, if you go to ASA um, Staffing World, they always have Pup Vana, I think it's called, where you can donate money for charities, go play with puppies. And basically, the, the expo hall clears when they bring out the puppies, and it raises a lot of good um, money for a local charity. Good. Good for you, too. I, I respect that. I, I do not currently serve on anything ASA-related, and I respect the both of you putting in your time to help the industry grow and continuously develop. Again, Courtney, I think you said it perfectly. There's a passion for development. And it's great to see you know the two of you tapping into that and, and sharing and giving back to to the industry. 
Courtney, I don't think I asked you enough about Crelate and really give you the opportunity to share what it is that you do as an organization. I know we, we sort of glossed over it on our way through you, who you are and sort of how you've gotten to, to where you are now, but uh, I want to give you the opportunity to, to, to share a little background with our listeners as well. Crelate is an end-to-end staffing and recruiting platform. Think about it for the modern agency. Really focus on helping talent businesses navigate and win in increasingly competitive markets. So Crelate truly believes that people and process help build trust and create relationships. And we're here to help the talent industry do just that with their talent and clients that they not only serve today, but also in their future. After all, I'm not quite sure if you know, because I didn't know this, Crelate, that's that's where our name came from. It was Create Relationships. So it's Crelate. Um, and so the love for our product is there from me. Um, but we also want to get we have a tech that really gets out of your way. Um, we don't want it to be a hindrance. We don't want it to slow you down within your day-to-day in our space. So we help you facilitate those foundational processes that we talked about that are so crucial. It helps with your training. It helps with consistency, but it helps your company scale, grow, and succeed. So we believe that data integrity through the entire system from end to end is crucial, which really helps facilitate highly customizable reports to give our leaders in the industry that holistic view of your business so you can make decisions. So um, I, I'm a nerd about our product, even though I'm not allowed and not necessarily, I don't speak to it often, but that's just part of our business. And again, for those that aren't someone that's looking to make a change for an ATS, you don't have to. You can listen to our podcast. We can give you insights. So we do have something for everybody. I think that's my most favorite part of what we're doing here at Crelate. So everyone, again, that's Courtney Harmon from Crelate and the Full Desk Experience. Courtney, I want to give you the opportunity. Anything you may not have shared with our listeners that you want to share before we get out of this one? Not necessarily. I think we talked about all the things. Come join us on our platform. Join us for our live workshops. If you have a chance or you want to hear something specific or one specific training around an idea, send us an email at thefulldeskexperience at crelate.com. We would love to hear you and hear what your insights are. And we're always looking for or thoughts and hungers in the industry because we know that they're there. Well, Courtney, thanks so much for joining us. And that's our show. Thank you for listening to another episode of Insights. If you found this episode valuable, we would love to know. You can message Matt or Brad on LinkedIn, or you can look for Courtney Harmon on LinkedIn and let her know you love this episode as well. Have a question for us, you can tweet us at Haley Marketing and let us know what you're thinking or email info at HaleyMarketing.com. And of course, if you need a hand with your marketing or recruitment marketing initiatives, we would love to help. You can check out HaleyMarketing.com to get in touch with our team of marketing educators. And be sure you tell them that Insights sent you. My podcast partner, Matt Lozar. This is Brad Biley. Courtney, great having you on the show. We'll see you next time.